0: What's up, Repraise Your Family? We are back with another Bible study message for you and continuing in our Holy, Holy series. Sean Pierce is building up on the last message and in his message, he is talking about all things innocence. He is bringing an awareness to our innocence, helping us understand innocence and God's original intent and design for innocence. And we hope and pray that after hearing this message, that it resonates with you and it empowers you. So as we jump into today, um, y'all know for a fact that our theme for the day, what we are hanging our hat on, what we are focusing on is still becoming the church that God intended, but we're, we're aiming our focus at one specific thing that we're looking at specifically um, fulfilling the theme that God has given us this year, which is uh, the theme is holy, holy, uh, which is literally means to be completely um, holy to be, uh completely the one that God has called us to be and so our pursuit this year is holiness. And so uh the first week of the year I gave the vision, we gave the vision, we laid it down. The second week um Angie came and talked about um holiness and talked about the holiness of God specifically uh which if you didn't get to hear that message, I encourage you to go back on the podcast and replay it, uh let it spin one more time. um to be able to really grasp what she taught. And then this week, I'm really just going to lay the groundwork for what's going to take place the next couple of weeks. And so this is what I'm asking all of us, everybody that's here right now. I'm not saying make a 12-month commitment. That's not what I'm saying. But this is what I am saying. For those that have been here, um, if you've grown from what we've done previously the last three and a half, almost four years, y'all, four years in March. If you're going from that, what I'm asking you to do is trust us with the next four weeks. I'm asking you to trust us with the next four weeks because you, when you get this message, this is just going to open up a can. But I don't want you to take what we're going to talk about and then not come back and get the fullness of what uh, the teaching team has laid out to really bring all of this together for what we're going to discuss and what I'm going to lay the groundwork for today. And so the next three, four weeks, really four weeks, um, I'm asking you to make a commitment. After that four weeks, if you decide to hang around, great. If you don't, we're going to pray with you, right? But I, I'm I'm asking you this next four weeks to make a commitment to come back because these next messages that are going to come, they're going to lay on top of each other to get us to the point where we fully understand the topic at hand on today, which I'm going to end with a story to kind of give you all while we even got this specific word, where this came from. And so I want to give us the vision really quick and then we're going to hop in. And so the vision that I laid the first week is this. The vision of 2024 um, is to understand and pursue holiness for three reasons. One, for the purpose of obeying God. Two, for living the king's way, living Jesus' way. And three, to become our purest, most innocent selves. Now, I do want to give this as well. I gave this warning the first week. It's, it's not a warning, but I gave, uh, th- this is my heart. My heart is I really care for the people that are going to be in this family. I care for all people. But because of the commitment that us as leaders gave God when it comes to being a part of this leadership and, and bringing these words and listen, y'all, I promise you, we do not just like go look up words on the internet. Like we really spent time with the Lord and we really try to hear for what God wants to this community to get um, from his word. And so um, I say that to say this. These next four messages. And really the rest of the next 15 weeks, if I'm honest, I told you all that what we're going to talk about, it may bring up some stuff that maybe you haven't thought about in a while. It may be some traumatic um, experiences. It may be some things that you need to go talk about, not just to Jesus, but to a counselor, to a therapist. Listen, I truly believe in Jesus and counseling. I'm going to say this again. It's crazy how we will go to the doctor for a chest pain that lasts only a week, but we won't go to the doctor for a head pain that's been lasting for the last 15 years. That we deal with almost at least something every day that does something to our mind, whether it's good or bad. And do I believe Jesus can heal? Yes. But do I believe that he also equipped and gifted people to be able to work in spaces to help our full, the fullness of who we are, our body. Yeah. And our mind as well. And so all I'm saying is this, Sean can't walk you through counseling, but there are counselors that can do that. And there are Christian based counselors out there, therapists that can walk you through the things that may come up in these messages. Um, So I want to put that out there. Now, I do want to say this as well. As we are diving into what we're going to talk about, um, I want to give us this, that if you do start to feel things, that the Bible tells us this, there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. So if you start feeling condemned, you start feeling these different things, know that the Lord is not condemning you. If you start feeling condemnation, that's not the Lord. That's the enemy. Because he does love open doors. But it does require us to open up some things to go in and clean them out to get them fresh and get them how God wants them to be. So that we can live our lives from whole places. So if you start feeling condemnation, if you start feeling guilt and shame, again, if you start feeling all these things, Reach out to one of us, go to counseling, let's pray about it, let's walk through it together, but that's why I'm saying we have to be committed the next four weeks, for sure. Because all of these things that are com- going to come, there's hope for all of it, there's a fix for all of it, there's there's healing for all of it, the Bible gives us a lot of it, and also, I'm encouraging you to go seek help if you need that counsel, th- therapy-wise, right? That's my love for y'all, all all right? So let's move forward. Now, the purpose of this message, again, the purpose of this message is to understand a couple of things. Number one, to understand innocence, to understand what innocence is, to bring awareness to our innocence, and to show us how through our life, we might have become numb in the area of our innocence. Uh, The last one is what I really felt so strong about that... Um, and you'll see what I mean throughout this, when I tell a story that I'm going to tell at the end, um, that some of us have become numb in some areas, um, where God intended us to be innocent, but because of life, because of our decisions and because of, um, if I'm honest with you, um, not being stewarded over when we were growing up and couldn't steward our innocence because of all these different things, we become numb to even want to be innocent. And we'll get into that. Now, uh, I want to give you this this quote that that I really um loved when I read it, that I truly believe uh, um, brings a picture to this to what I'm saying. And this is from a man by the name of uh, Simon Well, and this is what he says. He says, "What hope is there for innocence if it's not recognized?" what hope is there for innocence if it's not recognized so if we're numb to it if we don't even seek it anymore if we if if whatever happened to us and we don't even want to even talk about being innocent anymore we don't even we, we just feel like we can't get back to feeling the innocence that we felt um, when we were young we can't get back to this innocence that we felt when we were kids we can't get back to the innocence that we felt before we make these decisions if we don't have hope for it there's no hope for innocence it's because probably we don't even recognize that we can have it anymore. We've forsaken it. And that's really my heart is that I'm really, this message is coming for all of us to bring us back to a place of hope for it. That through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross, through the finished work of the cross, a part of salvation, a benefit from salvation is that now we are made holy. We still have to steward our holiness but we're made holy through Christ. And because we're made holy through Christ, there is a pathway to our innocence. We're going to get into it. I don't want to dive deep. I'm just laying the foundation. Now, as we get into today's message again, I'm just I want to lay this found this this foundational work, and we're really going to be in Genesis two and three. Uh, for the but for the purpose of reading, I'm only going to read uh, Genesis chapter three, and I'm only going to read part uh, a part of of verse seven. And this is what it says, Genesis chapter three, and I'm only going to read a part of verse seven. Uh, And this is what it says. It says, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. And they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. Now, when we open up this message, I want to give us a question just to ponder on, just to think about, uh, just to bring us to a place Uh, of really just thinking about the conversation at hand. And before I give us this question, the title of this message, if you like to take your notes is, where is my innocence? The title of this message, this foundational message, just laying the foundation. It's where is my innocence? Where is my innocence? I want to give us this question just to ponder on, just to think about, just to open up this message, just to open up this conversation and i really want to pause right here and give us time to think but the question i want to ask is this when is the last time when is the last time you thought about yourself being innocent when is the last time i want you to start thinking about different areas of your life when is the last time that you thought about you yourself being innocent? I want to pause for a second. I just want us to ponder on that. When is the last time you thought of yourself actually being innocent? Give us a couple more seconds just to think on that. And, and and this is what's so crazy to me. And I hope I don't get emotional today. Y'all's answers is literally the confirmation I got about this message in my quiet time with God in, De- in December, which I'm going to get into the story. When is the last time that us as believers in Jesus Christ, that if we believe in Jesus Christ, a part of salvation, a part of us accepting this gift of salvation, it opens up a, a, a bag full of benefits. One of those benefits is that we are made holy in God's sight and holiness is an Avenue to innocence. but when is the last time that we actually felt innocent Well we've seen ourselves as being innocent. Now as we talk about this I want to just I want I want to give us a uh, context to this word I want to define this word for us what is innocence? I got three uh, three definitions that I loved, and I want to give us all three of them. Uh, uh, the first definition is this. Um, innocence is a state of being clean, pure, and morally free from guilt. Innocence is a state of being clean, pure, and morally free from guilt. The second definition is innocence is the uh, the absence of pollution. Pollution, which means to be filled with harmful things. So innocence uh, is the absence of pollution. Which means pollution just means to be filled with harmful things. The last one that I really loved is innocence ultimately is the absence of disloyalty to God. when we think about innocence it's literally a state of being clean of being pure and morally free from guilt now i want to hop into the text and, and if we think if we hold on to these definitions and we think about uh, genesis chapter 1 through chapter 3 chapter 1 is um the creation narrative it, it's it's where god is creating um through speaking all of the different all of these different things the things that we see today god spoke and it became If we think about Genesis 2, it's the um, account of the creations of the heavens and the earth. So he goes into depth on the creation. And what I want to start reading is at uh, verse 15. If we pick up at verse 15, this is where God now gives men, uh, the man, what he's called to do. And this is what he says. He says, um, verse 15, the Lord God placed the man in the garden of Eden to tend and watch over it. But the Lord God warned him, you may freely eat every fruit of every fruit tree, of every tree in the garden, except the tree of knowledge of good and evil. If you eat its fruit, you are sure to die. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. So the Lord God formed the uh, from the ground all the wild animals and all the birds of the sky. And he brought them to the man to see what he could, what he would call them. And the man chose a name for each one. And he gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals. But still there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep while the man slept. The Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last the man exclaimed, This one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woe man, because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother, is joined to his wife, and the two are united into one. Now I want you to hold on to this last verse, verse 25. Now the man. And his wife were both naked and felt no shame. Then the man and woman were both naked, free, open. Nakedness could be a a metaphor for being free, for being open, for having nothing hidden. And felt no shame. Where there is shame, there's there's also guilt. But they felt no shame, so there was no guilt. They were free. Can I submit this to y'all? What if innocence was our intended state? What if how God intended us to be was actually in a state of innocence? the picture that we get from the creative narrative is how God intended things to be was for us was for us to be in, in, in an innocent state to be clean pure morally free from guilt to be people that weren't polluted to had to be filled with harmful things to people that had a loyalty with God because That's the only thing that we knew, and that's the thing that we knew that was good. That we didn't know anything else about anything else being good or bad. The only thing we knew that was good was God and what He created. What if our intended state was innocence? And if our intended state is innocence, and our pathway to get back to what God intended is Jesus, what would it be for us as believers in Jesus Christ? to not have hope for something that Jesus wants to restore to us. For us not to recognize that if God's intended state for us was innocence, the pathway back to get in right standing with God is Jesus. And a benefit of being in right standing with God through Jesus is for us to be able to get back to our intended state, to pursue the state that he intended for us from the beginning to live out the life that Jesus died for that brings us into the fullness of who God has called us to be from the beginning. But a lot of us in this point, and my hope in this message is literally just to to unlock something in all of us to have a hope again for something that God wants to give us. But if we don't recognize a couple of things that we're going to talk about, we will never have a hope for something that God wants us to live in that equals out to us being the fullness of who he's called us to be, innocent people, pure, clean, morally free from guilt. When is the last time you thought about you being innocent? Could it be that we haven't thought about it in so long because we lost it and never recognize that we could have a hope for, for it to return, for it to be restored. What if God, what if through Jesus, God wants to restore our Eden, a place of innocence, a place of purity, a place of being morally free from guilt, a place of being, of being, of being having a transformed mind and and through a transformed mind, being able to allow God to pull, the pollution out of your heart and out of your mind to create you a new, clean person? What if that's God's intention? But what if we're not experiencing it because we don't even recognize that through Jesus we have the ability to have it restored? The Bible says that in in John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But then it says, but I have come, and this is Jesus speaking, to give you life and life to the fullness. Well, he's not talking about life as in us being alive because he's talking to people that are alive. He's talking about life as in us being able to live the life that God intended for us to live through him. But what if we're not experiencing that life, not because God doesn't intend and God doesn't desire it, but because we've become numb to a piece of it, because of things that happened in the past that we haven't went back and actually dealt with, and now we're not pure, we're not clean, because of our choice of not to pursue it. And I just want us all in 2024 to pursue what God wants us to pursue to pursue the full life, the holy, complete life that he wants us to be able to experience. That he just doesn't want us to wear the badge of being a believer in him, but he wants us to not just wear the badge, but also to be able to live the life that he wants us to live. So 25, that's our intended state. God Adam and Eve, in this moment, are their most purest, most clean selves. Now, and we're about done. We're going to dive into that the next couple of weeks. But the last thing that I got to address is chapter three. Genesis chapter three is the fall. But what I want to label it as is the damage of our innocence the damage to our innocence. This is what Genesis chapter three says. And I just want to read up until verse seven. This is what it says. It says the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals. The Lord God had made one day. He asked the woman "Did God really say, you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden. Of course, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. The woman said, It's only the the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her, so she took some of the fruit and ate it, then gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So in verse 25 in chapter 2, we read about the state of how God created and intended for his people to be completely pure, clean, innocent. In chapter 3, we get to the enemy, the serpent, that began to question and pull and pin at Eve's mind to get her to question and doubt. What God had already told her, and when she made a decision, and Adam made a decision based off the temptation, based off of the 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 uh, the path that the devil tried to lead them on, made a decision, and now their intended state that we read in verse 25, has flipped. God intended for them to have no shame, no guilt, to now in verse 7, they're suddenly, they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness, at their freeness. They were free with God in verse 25, walking in the cool breeze of the air, of the day. To now, after the decision was made, they're now shameful of the freeness of the exposure that they had a couple of verses before. This is what I want to present us, though. Just a thought. And again, this is just laying the groundwork. I'm not going into depth on a lot of this because we're going to dive deep into this. We're breaking it all up. We're not rushing. We're going to take our time. I want to give us this thought. I know that when we talk about the devil and his temptation in his narrative, when we talk about how the devil uh, got them to 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 doubt God and got them to do all of these things, but this is this this is the sickest part about this to me. That initially all we talk about is 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 obviously this is the fall, this is the sin when sin entered humanity, right? But the thing that happens here is not just sin entering, but it's also innocence being robbed. And if I might say, is innocence being given away because the decision had to be made by us. And so could it be that we don't have hope or even recognize the innocence that that God intended for us because when a thief, when a good thief takes from you, most of the time you don't know what all was taken until you go to look for it i was thinking about when i was thinking about this i was thinking about this movie that i was watching one time uh, and one of the characters in the movie he was like a thief thief like y'all know some people be thieving and they 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 get caught super quick they go in and, and just take something and run ain't, try, ain't hiding nothing this man like if he was walking in the crowd by the time he got back home he had a couple people wallets like And they they didn't know nothing. They didn't know that the wallet was not there until they got somewhere and needed their wallet to use it. What if we are not even, we don't even recognize or even desire innocence anymore because when it was taken, when we gave it away, we didn't even know it was gone and now some of us are living lives, trying to fill a void that only innocence can feel. Can Because let's be honest, a lot of us, even myself, a lot of the things I did in life was not just trying to fill a void that Jesus can feel, but also trying to fill a void that that only innocence can feel. I wanted to feel. I wanted to feel pure. I wanted to feel clean. I wanted to feel whole. I wanted to feel guilt free but I couldn't find what thing to do or how to get back to it to that place that I once was. Some of that for us is when we were kids. Some of us have been searching for that state that we were when we were kids for years now. And we're realizing it just today. Whether it be you trying to get back to have the attention that you used to have back then. Whether it be you're trying to get back to to a place of feeling free like you were back then. A lot of us are have been searching for that and we don't even know it. Now, I wanna end this out again, just laying the foundation. I wanna give us this hope and then I'm gonna give us a story and we're gonna be done. The hope is this, and I've been saying it over and over and I wanted to throw it in there as much as I can. The hope is this, that all of us in the area of innocence, because of what Jesus did for us, the finished work on the cross, we, have, we can have this hope that there is a pathway back to us being completely innocent, pure, clean, morally without guilt, morally without shame. That there is a place of innocence that we can get to where we're not polluted as much as we've been these last couple of years. We, not, we don't have so much harmful things in us in our mind that we've had all these years. That there's a, there's a way to get back to that place that you've been searching for. That there's a place to get back to where there's an absence of disloyalty to God. That you are in a beautiful, nurturing, great relationship with the Lord. And you don't have to feel the things that God doesn't even want you to feel. But because you haven't been searching or seeking to be innocent, you're still feeling. It's through Jesus. And we're going to walk right through it. We're going to get to that point. But I could, we can't get there without starting here and just stirring the pot of us even thinking about being innocent. That we couldn't get there without having to take this time to understand innocence from the beginning. If we don't get this, we could miss how significant the finished work of Christ was or is still today. That we'll miss that Christ didn't come just to give us church. He didn't come just to give us uh, a, just a a pass to, to have to go through hell to then get to heaven. But he came for us to live life here. And to live it in its fullness, which includes to be innocent, to be able to feel the purity and the cleanness that we have through him. That also comes from us choosing to steward our innocence daily by pursuing holiness. Now I want to give you this story and I'm gonna I'm I'm done. So so um I told y'all before that Angie brought this theme to, to me about holiness and and I and I if I'm honest with you, I was like, mm, I don't know. I'm looking for something different, like greater or 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 uh, next level or something like that. And I kept bringing it to the Lord, like, what do you want? What are you wanting? Like, what do you want for this year? What is your theme for this year? What are we supposed to focus on? And it was in my quiet time um, at the end of the year. Um, I was there at home by myself. And it was probably one of the most emotional times I've had with the Lord in probably the last couple of months. Um, and if y'all have ever had this quiet time where y'all are there and y'all just feel like it's a it's a it's a it's a rare moment. like this is a moment I haven't felt this in like in quite a while. like it's 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 very rare. So I truly felt like it was a holy moment. And I was sitting there worshiping, listening to this song. And the, and I turned the song off and I had this little like worship pad playing in the background. And I was just sitting there. And as I was sitting there, I felt like um, God was like taking me on this like adventure in my mind. And I could see the place and I knew where it was, but I didn't know why I was going back there. I'm like, what is this? Like, I don't want to go back there. And if on the new iPhones, you can press the you can press the little photo, and if it's live, it'll show you like what happened during your while you were taking that photo. And that's what I felt like it was. I felt like every time he took me to this place, he would press play. And he would show me what was happening in that area of my life. And so he took me back to my childhood when I was, I don't know, maybe four, five, six, seven years old. Um, and he took me back to these moments. Well, I knew I was my most pierced. I knew for a fact I was the most pierced I've ever been in my life. And he would show me these things. He would show me these things that I was doing back then that I never even thought about until that day. That I used to be a kid at five, six, seven, that pretty much anybody that needed prayer, they would come to a five, six, seven year old. When I was eating at the table with my family, the person that prayed was that five, six, seven year old. And I wasn't saying the Lord's prayer, which that doesn't mean that you shouldn't pray that. But at this point, I was like praying full prayers. Whatever was coming to my mind, I was praying it. And I don't I don't care if it was going for 10 minutes. I was gonna finish. And he took me back there. And y'all began to weep. I'm talking about just 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 crying everywhere. And he would take me to these places and then he brought me to college life and started showing me these places in his grace of where I was giving away my innocence, where I was putting my innocence on the ground and leaving it there. I was just giving it away because at this point, because of things that happened between that gap, I forgot. And didn't even recognize that I didn't have it anymore, that I wasn't pursuing it. I didn't, I wasn't stewarding it well. And through me seeing all of this, the only thing that kept repeating in my head as I'm watching this is, I want my innocence back. That's what I kept saying over and over. And I didn't realize I was saying it the first two or three times. And I I realized that I was saying this. And I felt like that's what the Holy Spirit was trying to get me to realize. Do you want it back? Now that you realize that you that you you aren't feeling the things that, that I intended for you to feel from the beginning, this state of life that I wanted you to live in from the beginning, do you want it back? And this is what I kept writing. This is what I kept saying. Listen, I want my innocence back. Not because I deserve it, but because you want me to have it. Because this is a benefit that comes from me being your child. And that's my prayer for you. My prayer is that through this conversation, this short conversation, this is the shortest message I've I've given probably in a year. That through this conversation, my prayer is that Holy Spirit is speaking to you and he's, he's giving you this desire to want something back. That God intended for you to have your innocence. And so, what I want to do is I want to pause right here, and I want to pray really quick, and then I want us—I want us to sit in this moment. And some that we do, I want us to sit in this moment, and I want us to ask the Holy Spirit this question: "Of Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me?" In this short message, in this foundational me- message, the things that has that been said, what are you saying to me about this, though? What are you saying to me about what has been shared? When I understand what what my intended state was, when I understand, and I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm remembering the times where I knew I was just innocent. I felt it. What are you saying about this? What is What are you trying to tell me about this message? So I'm going to pray and then I want us to pause there for a second. Heavenly Father, we just thank you first and foremost, God, for this time, God. We thank you for this space that you've given us to be able to come and be able to talk about things that literally we've we haven't even thought about anymore. We haven't even haven't even cared about. We've been numb to, not because we wanted to, but because we didn't even know that it was lost, that 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 that, that it was stolen. We didn't even know that we laid it down. So, God, I'm praying that as we are sitting in this moment, that first and foremost, God, that you begin to speak to our hearts, to our minds, and that you would bring us to a place of having a desire to want what you want us to have. And God, I'm praying that you would allow for us to know that even in this moment, when we start to feel these things, we start to remember these things, that God, that your word says that condemnation is not your gift. It's not your, it's not something that you give us. It's not what you want us to have that condemnation is a trick of the enemy, God, that condemnation is not for us. And so, God, in this moment, I'm praying that if any of us start to feel condemnation, guilt, shame, that, God, that you would allow for us to be reminded that that is not from you, God, and that we can cast those thoughts, we can cast those 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 vain imaginations uh, and make those become um, um, uh, put under the authority of Christ. And so, God, I'm praying that you would allow for us to, uh, be reminded of your scripture as we dive deep into these next couple of weeks, and God, I'm praying that that you will restore the Eden of those that 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 uh, desire to have it back, God. That you would, that you would restore the original state that you want to give us. That through Christ we have the ability to have the benefit of all these things that was lost by one man, but recovered by another. And So, God, I'm praying that you would just lead us and guide us into this moment. God, you will forgive us of our sins known and unknown continue to do a work in our heart, transform us from the inside out in Jesus name, we pray a So in this moment, I'm going to pause and I want us to ask that question. Holy spirit. What are you saying to us?